are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Ashley, how are you doing, baby? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And we've remembered our cards. <laughs> All right, We're here we go, guys. Oh, 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 we got God. some poppers. Oh. We got some poppers. <laughs> Either I'm excited or the cards are excited here. All right, let's try one more time. Oh, we got, oh, we got some backwards flipping. Oh, and guys, I don't know if we told them about... All of the cards went fishing in my fish tank, actually. My uh, youngest decided that he was going to take them all. The cards sit beside our fish tank up on the mantle on our main floor. And uh, I looked in the fish tank and thought, oh, those Maven Project cards. Well, you know, you went for your little swim, but... It's all good. Our fish aren't died, and and your cards are okay. They're a little. They look a little mangled, guys. But um, and in connection to the cards, we actually have one of the the makers of the cards is going to be on the podcast at the end of March. So mm. stay tuned because she's going to dive in on what the cards are, how that all came to be, um, and all the other wonderful things she's doing. But. Okay, you got our card, babe? I know. And you know what? I was shuffling, and then all of a sudden, this card jumped right out of the deck. So this is the card that the universe believes that all of you guys need to hear this week. So, receive. Allow yourself to receive the blessings that are coming to you. Ooh. I feel like this is one of those things where sometimes when a lot of good things are coming towards us, I think there's a little bit of a resistance to receive compliments, to receive blessings, to receive abundance. Um, even though we want it, yes. do you know what I mean? It's like it comes towards you. And so this card is giving you that permission to receive, be grateful, allow all of those wonderful things to come in and know that they're meant for you. Absolutely. I think too, one of the things that blocks that reception of the goodness, the abundance for many people, it's our core beliefs, Mm -hmm. right? And so when that core belief shows up, really challenging it, really looking at it. And one of the things that we talk about sometimes is journaling and the power of being able to journal allows that thought to not just bounce around in your head. But if you actually write the word down, I am unworthy, it's like, whoa, no, I'm not. I'm totally worthy, right? And so I think when it comes to receiving, we want to be able to be fully open, fully immersed, fully embracing all the good things that are coming towards us. But many of us don't believe that we should have those good things, whether it's money mindset or whether it's relationship mindset or whether it's body image mindset. Um, So I think when it comes to receiving, making sure that you're checking yourself a little bit when those blocks show up so that you can fully and deeply receive. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think one of the interesting things about receiving is questioning whether something is true or not. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with Byron Katie's work, but do you know who that is? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. So Byron Katie is incredible in the ways that she's able to get you to question the things Mm -hmm. that you believe. Okay. So for example, one of the things I heard her say recently is, is it true? So if you're thinking about something in the world, like, is it something that's actually true or is it something that you just believe to be true? Right. So for example, let's say you're thinking in maybe in a relationship. So in the relationship, you think, oh, my partner is always blank. And so let's say my partner is always late. Is it true that they're late? Well, yeah, that that is a fact. They are, in fact, late. Um, Versus you may say, like, my partner takes a long time to process things, whereas time may be more relative in that. So what she has you question is, is something actually Um, Is something actually true or is it that it's just a belief in your mind? And the reason why this makes me think of that is I think so often those core beliefs or those thought patterns are things that we actually believe to be true or not true when in fact that is not actually the case, right? So looking at things from more of that neutral ground versus being able to say, okay, I'm looking at this from... A judgment place or from a place of this is my view of it but it's not actually what's happening and so I think that just makes me think maybe just something to consider is it really true or am I just believing it to be true right and I think that's where journaling or conversation or some means of it not just being in your head because our beliefs often sit there but we don't actually take a look at them right so it's like if I say to you and what do you believe about money and you're like uh, I don't know, but you do, you do have beliefs around money and how somebody makes money, what you have to do to get money, how money comes into your life. Cause we all do, but we don't really actually take a look at them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where the blocks to receive show up. So if you believe that to make a lot of money, you must work six days a week. So that's what you're drawing to yourself. Even though you're like, I just want to work two days a week. But you actually believe to make a lot of money, you must work six days a week. So those two don't actually, what you're manifesting and what you believe are not in alignment. Mm -hmm. So you want to work two days a week, but you believe you must work six to be rich. The universe is not going to deliver that abundance to you in two days. She has to do it over six because that's what you believe. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that would be a situation where you're blocking that receiving Right. And so that piece of really just looking at what's showing up to stop yourself from receiving is um, super powerful work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Does anything else come up for you in terms of receiving? Interesting. So we actually have discussed, we want to talk about detoxing today. Mm-hmm. And I thought how interesting that this card showed up because the first thing that I thought of was, oh, that's the opposite. 
Mm. detoxing, right? Like releasing versus receiving. Mm. But I think one of the things that really shows up for me is to be able to receive, we need to clear out what is not serving. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to dive in on a bunch of different detox things that you guys can try and do. Um, but I really thought that was an interesting way to bring that into balance. Yes. Uh, so it's not just about detoxing, but detoxing, why? To make space for whatever it is that you are trying to receive, mm-hmm. right? And so if inside our body we're all cluttered up, we're not going to be able to receive more because we've got to clear out what's there. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was an interesting, just like... It is interesting. I didn't think of that, but I love it. Yeah, just the balance of the scales on that, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's almost spring, and I know a lot of you guys are going to be thinking about spring cleaning and be thinking about detoxing. And so we thought today would be great to dive into the various ways that you may be able to do that. So we're going to kick things off first by talking about the body and the ways in which we may be able to detox. In a lot of our group programs, we spend the first couple of days diving into detoxing. So often our system gets so blogged up and backed up from the foods that we've been putting into it. So taking some time to reset and get things primed for all of the amazing nutrients that are going to be going into the body is a great way to kick off any sort of fat loss phase. So how in the world do we do this? That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to ask you. The first no, tell thing, us how. Yeah, the first thing that we need to detox from often is bringing down the amount of caffeine that you're consuming in your in your diet. So with caffeine, we will bring people down to just one serving per day. And one big thing that we're looking at detoxing there is the adrenal glands in the body get really bogged down if they're always being stimulated by caffeine. So what we'll do is we will bring down the caffeine consumption down to one serving so that your adrenals have that time to rejuvenate, restore without being stimulated by caffeine. The next thing that we'll do is flush the system with water and particularly lemon water. So lemon is amazing at alkalizing the body and making it so that your body is able to receive the nutrition that's going inside of it. People don't really understand this often but you are not what you eat you're actually what you absorb okay so when things are going into your body if you are not absorbing it and assimilating it into the energy that you want into um into the body that you want it's because the body isn't able to take what's going into it and really convert it into proteins and the building blocks for your goals so what we'll do with that piece is we'll drink some lemon water to prepare the system so that's a daily habit we'll have our girls do and then the other thing is just increasing the amount of water that's going into the system generally I recommend doing a minimum of half your body weight in ounces and with all of that water passing through your system you're going to find that so many of the toxins are able to flush themselves out you almost want to see them as being the way that those toxins are going to release from the body and they really need something to pick them up along the way and that's where water can be incredibly helpful The next thing that we're detoxing from is going to be sugar and salt. So both of those things in large quantities in the body 
do lead to additional fat being stored. And then they also create really high cravings. So when we have lots of sugar and salt and we're putting that into the body every single day, cravings can be out of control. And that's because your body isn't receiving what it needs to do to get all the jobs done. So cravings come because your body is deficient in something, right? So if we're having a ton of sugar and a ton of salt, your body isn't able to get the nutrients that it needs to, let's say, be able to regenerate your cells or to be able to make your hair grow. It's getting essentially low-grade nutrition in it, and that's where all those cravings are coming from. So we're bringing the sugar and the salts down from the diet over a period of a couple of days. So what that may look like is you are filling the body with fruits, vegetables, protein sources, and keeping it so that the carbohydrates are on the lower side. So we'll pull out things like rice, pull out things like breads, any of those starches that are going to be converted into sugar within the body. So we'll pull those guys out completely so that your body is able to just focus on breaking down protein, fruits, and vegetables Um, having the water go through the system and really priming so that as you move forward in a fat loss phase and as you move forward with cleaning up your diet, your system is feeling as though it's well lubricated, it's ready to rock and roll. But what we often see is that whole period is really fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) So... Like, if anybody's ever tried to bring down their amount of caffeine, if you drink a lot of caffeine, like, we're the headaches. Like, I've even, I've done a detox and I've been puking because I I was on such high levels of caffeine and then tried to cut it back, right? I'm giggling right now, guys, because we're literally drinking coffee. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're not detoxing right now. You're right. You're right. And you don't need to do it all the time. Right. Right. But, but yeah, so it's really uncomfortable. It's really really crappy and people will start our programs and they'll be going through that detox and they'll be like oh I think I'm really sick and it's like no girl that is just your system the more that it is backed up the more that this is completely a like a 180 from what you've been doing the more uncomfortable it's going to be and if you haven't done anything like this in a while it's going to be even more uncomfortable so we're going to nourish you with smoothies and we're going to give you soups and all of those kind of things for the system But in general, you're probably not going to be feeling the best. It's kind of a little bit uncomfortable. There's Yeah, there's a three-day window where you're just like, whoo, I'm going to feel more tired. I'm going to, you know, struggle through some cravings. But there is a little hump that you seem to get over, at least when I've done your program before. It's like as soon as you get over that hump, you're just like, oh, my system is... We're going into autopilot here a little bit. It knows what it's doing. It knows what to expect. And I'm feeding it really nutritious things. And that energy starts to go up mm-hmm. versus down. Totally. Absolutely. Amazing. So yeah, detoxing. Generally, I just suggest for people, you want it to be light. You want it to be as direct from the source, not very much processing in the mix of that. So um, maybe you're going to have a fresh fruit smoothie for breakfast. Then maybe for snack, you're going to have a fruit or a vegetable. Lunch would be a salad with some protein on top or maybe a soup. The soup, again, we don't want any starch in it. So you might do a vegetable soup or you might do um, like 
like a chicken, a chicken soup, but then some vegetables in there with some broth, um, fruit or vegetable again in the afternoon. And then dinner is going to be very similar to lunch. The total amount of calories also needs to be on the lower side of things, guys. So generally when we're detoxing for females, that's only going to be about 1100 to 1400 calories, which may be a big decrease from where you are used to consuming, but really you're just giving your body that break. It works so hard to break down food all of the time, especially if we have heavily processed foods in our diet or things with tons of sugar and tons of salt. You're giving it that break and we have to just sit with it's a little bit less. It's just for a couple of days. We can get through this. And then on the other side of it, we do feel that or we do see that a lot of people feel fantastic. And generally, I suggest with detoxing, your body can do all of these processes naturally. Absolutely. It is most efficient, though, to do this a couple times a year where you're giving your body a break. Um, other things you might want to consider pulling back on would be things like alcohol or any other substance that um, any other substance that may fall into changing the how would I describe this like marijuana would fall into this or any other yeah any sort of yeah anything that would change your frame of mind during that you want to be as clear-minded as possible during that so like your marijuanas your CBDs your those kind of things that may be having an influence on the chemistry of the brain, it's best for us to just stick to water at least for the few days and give your body a little bit of a break during that time. So you want to sit in the uncomfortable and deal with it. Yes. Um, Perfect. (laughs) Sounds lovely. Um, So yeah, so that's that's kind of the ins and outs of what I suggest. Um, There's lots of different ways to detox, but that's what we found to be most beneficial and the one that we suggest doing a couple times a year. Amazing. Let's do one together sometime. Okay. I love I will, it. I will keep you guys posted on how it goes. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, we should do that. We should, we should do that. Maybe we should do it before, before Florida. Okay. Yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So speaking of detoxes, and I have a couple of questions for you in regards to this. I just did a 24-hour fast, okay. the first one I've ever done, and it was wonderful and yet also very challenging in the final hours of it is that considered a detox for the body um and if so what are the things that we can include in your fast so i was texting and i'm like can i have this she's like no can i have this she's like no i'm like she, oh, went, she asked about smoothies and cough candies and yes generally yeah, yeah generally i say just liquids um amino acids are a-okay and then uh some people say you shouldn't have amino acids or coffee i am not that person i'm not that person i'm kind of like go be extreme but be extreme with like a little bit of flexibility right like i'm not like uh i'm not not like a nazi with all of it i'm like a little bit of flexibility um is it considered a detox like would a 24 hour yes it would be considered a detox okay um it's interesting though why the last couple of hours are the most challenging and the reason why and this is such a psychological thing it is right? it's, it's because you know that the end is near and it's I think this, that it's the, if you if it was like I don't know I don't know when I'm gonna get my next food I don't know when I'm gonna eat again you wouldn't be in that same hard state I literally said that I said this would be easier I said this to my husband this would be easier if I if we just couldn't eat until tomorrow 
then I wouldn't be sitting here being like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It would just be like, well, tomorrow when I wake up, I will have food, right? But it was just, it was. And I think of even just like when you're pregnant, Mm -hmm. right? The last month. It takes, it feels so much longer because you are like, baby could come anytime. Baby could come anytime versus just like when you're in the second or third month, you're just like, got a million years to go here. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same thing with, it's the same thing if you are running or like doing any sort of like event. The last part is always the hardest Mm -hmm. because you know it's right around the corner and yeah, yeah, it makes it so much worse. Whereas if you just had no idea when you were going to eat again, it would be like, yes, this is hard, but the whole fucking thing has been hard and I don't know when the hell it's coming. Um, And that's why I thought it was funny when you were like, I'm going to do 8.30 till 8.30, which to me, your fast actually wouldn't have started until the next morning because all of that food would have been in your system. So generally, if I'll say like a 24-hour fast, it would be like a full day. So it'd be like more than 24 hours technically (laughs) where you have a full day where you wake up, you eat nothing, you go to bed, you eat like nothing, nothing all day. That would be, and it's more than 24 hours technically, but what happens is you put food in your system at 8.30, yes. you were not fasting from 8.31 onwards because all of that food was in your system. Your fast technically wouldn't have started oh, for like until you're already hours. hungry. Oh, no. Yeah. So, really? would have been four to six hours probably after consuming. So, you oh. didn't actually do a 24-hour fast, really. She's, oh, sorry, guys. Liar. So, <laughs> but what... But it probably would have been easier to do it the way that I'm suggesting, where you wake up, you go to bed... You don't get to eat till yes. the next day. Today, yeah. I just don't eat. And this yeah. whole day, this 24th of February or this, like, 15th of March yeah, yeah. or whatever, I do not eat for this entire day. Yeah. It's easier to do that as much as it's hard. You just go to bed early and then you yeah. move forward. You just want the day over. Up, so you but then ahead. it's funny because sometimes you wake up the next day and you're not even hungry. Right. Right? You're not even hungry. And so I've done like multiple day fasts where it's been like two days, three days. I think the longest I've done is four. Wow. And it actually becomes easier. The longer you go, you're a little bit loopier, but the longer you go, the easier it becomes. It's kind of like, oh, I could kind of do this for another day. Because, yes, your stomach grumbles, and yes, it is like, oh, feed me. But you realize that signal goes away pretty quickly. And you can sit in that discomfort a little bit longer, and you're A-OK. I think, though, the biggest thing with fasting is not trying to fast and exert yourself and do a crazy workout on that day and work out for like five hours you're not trying to do those two things so I did <laughs> that's what you did yeah, I was on the treadmill like for an hour running and, trying to fill the time and yeah did my big workout because I was just so like you made that harder on yourself too. yeah totally <laughs> yeah I love to do creative projects when I'm fasting mm-hmm. outdoor walks are fine yoga's fine breath work's fine maybe dancing but not hardcore workouts because after you exercise your body is like feed me and the signal it's giving you after you exercise is a lot more intense versus if you would have done something that was didn't stimulate your sympathetic nervous system totally um so yeah you didn't actually do a 24 hour fast she lied to you guys and so she is gonna have to do another one and surely maybe i'll do that one with you i'll do it with you girl we'll hang out all right okay i feel like i could wrap that we could yeah we'll have a super productive day um but days that you're really busy are great so if you have a really heavy workflow day that it's like you're just gonna get into flow you're just gonna drink a lot of water that's a good day or say you had a lot of clients that were back to back to back to back 
That's that would day. also be a okay. good day because your brain is very distracted. Yeah. You're not sitting For around sure. like, if you have a Saturday and you're like, oh, I'm just going to not eat today and I'm also going to hang out with my kids all day and we're going to just be <laughs> hanging out inside the house all day in the kitchen. That's a hard day to do it. Yes. Whereas when sure. your brain's really busy, it can work a little bit better. But that's definitely a form of detoxing. Um, really great for your cells to do that. One thing I would suggest, though, with fasting is just honoring how that shows up for you. For some people, it just makes them like binge monsters. They fast for a day and the next day they're like binging and making up for the calories from the previous day plus some if that's you and this actually is really common for females um if that's you you know your tendency if that's what shows up when you go to try it that's not a strategy for you to detox that's not a strategy for you to fast because the the after effects of what's happening on those days that follow with the binge eating aren't worth they're not worth it, right? You're not really reaping the benefits because you're... You're just exchanging calories for one day for the next versus... Which is worse. Right. It's harder on your system. It's harder on your system Mm -hmm. and it's harder on your mindset to do that because why go through all that pain to just end up at the exact same spot, if not maybe even worse because you've had all that extra food so you feel really bloated and yucky, right? Right. So... Okay. Ah, excellent. So if somebody does want to try their first fast, what would you... What would be a few things that you would recommend that they do or don't do. I know you've covered a lot here, but if just for the listener who is going, you know what, I'm going to try that. What would you recommend? I think one of the biggest things, and this is with everything, A, you got to know why the fuck you're doing it. Why do you want to fast? Do you, is it, is it a just because thing? I just want to try a fast because often a just because thing for most people isn't enough when the discomfort shows up for you. Mm-hmm. So connecting with the why is always like the first thing. Why in the world do you want to, why in the world do you want to do it? Why do you want to fast? Oh, cause you girls are telling me that they would be like a really good idea. <laughs> so what? Right. But you need to connect it to you. Is it yeah. to lose weight? Is it to have better clarity in your mind? Is it to just like, you have to understand that part first. So once you've determined, okay, you know what? You figured out your why. The next tip that I have is as the day is rolling on and you're feeling uncomfortable, figuring out what you're going to tell yourself to push through in that moment. Because this is what happens when we're going through hard shit. We can sit in it and we can be like, oh, this is really hard. Oh, this is really hard. Oh, this is really hard. You are manifesting more pain. You are making it so much worse versus figuring out what you're going to tell yourself when it happens okay yes this is really hard but I can do hard things or whatever that's going to be you're figuring out those words because that is what is going to pull you out of the ickiness because it is going to be hard it's not going to be easy so I think getting the mindset in the right place is really helpful drinking a ton of water is going to help as well and like I said just finding a day that you are going to be busy so that you're staying so that your mind is staying busy and not really focused on the fact that you're fasting. The other thing that can be helpful is having somebody to do it with. So you did it with your partner. Yep. Having that accountability, whether that's being in a group program or having a friend that's going to do it with you, that can really, really help you if you find that you're motivated when you're accountable to somebody doing something like this. Now, the last thing I would say as a tip for it is... If you do decide to do it and you get halfway through the day and you want to 
kind of give up. You're like, oh, this is silly. I want to give up and I want to like toss in the towel. Mm-hmm. I want you to come back to maybe some of the tools that Ashley has talked about, like journaling, writing down what you're feeling in that moment that the food might not be able to, the food might not be able to solve in that particular moment, right? And so I think using that time to kind of self-reflect versus jumping to, oh, I really need to have food can help us determine, is it that we're hungry or is it that there is just a link to an emotion that's Mm -hmm. causing us to want to eat at that time of day? Because so often we have not connected the dots between our food consumption and the emotions that are showing up like so common for people whenever shit is hard to be like oh and run and have food right wanted so, to do that yeah so when I was doing my fast um I actually got a really hard phone call closer to like the four o'clock mark um in relation to my son and school and some things going on there um and immediately after that phone call I was just like I want to eat everything Yes. I just wanted to, right? And I was like, no, you're just going to sit with this. You are just going to be in this uncomfortable place. You are just going to deal with these emotions and be hungry. And when it comes to that, like, what am I going to say? The thing that I kept saying was, it's okay to be hungry. It's okay to be hungry. I'm not dying, right? Like, I know I'm not dying. So I can be hungry. Being hungry is not, we think of like, I'm hungry and we go into survival mode. No, you can be hungry. Mm -hmm. We can all be hungry and it's not the end of the world, right? Um, but yeah, I definitely hit that like, and it was like, it was a tearful conversation. So it wasn't even just like, oh, that was uncomfortable. I was like, woo, really emotional, um, not expected, yikes. And I wanted to, I wanted to just go and eat two sleeves of chocolate rice cakes. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And no, it was just like, no, you're just going to be with this. It's going to be crappy. And how powerful that the universe delivered that particular lesson on the day that you chose to fast and made you have to sit with those fucking uncomfortable emotions. And then you realize, shit, I do that. I do yeah, that. I do that. I do that when something is hard, that's what I choose or that's what I go back to. And I mean, we're human. That's going to happen. Sure. But the fact that you sat with that and you were like, Okay, yeah, that's definitely a habit that I go back to. Because we seek comfort, Mm -hmm. right? And food, for a lot of us, is that comfort. Mm -hmm. And it's a quick fix for that comfort. It's a distraction we can avoid, right? And it actually releases certain chemicals in the brain that, you know, so dopamine, for example, it'll release dopamine into the system that has been depleted, Mm -hmm. right? And so we crave that dopamine or that serotonin just to, like, have that surge, um, but just delaying that surge, being like, no, I'm just going to let this be. So, yeah. Anyways, that was my 24-hour fast. My almost 24-hour fast. <laughs> my 20-hour fast. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, okay. I'm excited. We're going to do a detox together. And we're going to do a 24-hour fast. Look at us. What else are we detoxing on? So, with spring just around the corner, mm-hmm. um, I do want to talk a little bit about how detoxing shows up in what I do. It's more of an energetic element but we we're detoxing our homes we're detoxing our relationships and we are you know we're kind of diving in on that so when it comes to your house what do you do to detox Mm, what do I do 
Um, I moved to a new house at the beginning of the year and that was a powerful detox for me. Mm -hmm. I feel like in terms of setting everything up in a way that I wanted the energy to flow and ridding, um, of the things that I no longer wanted to be part of the, um, consumption. So for us, that was putting the TV on the lower level in the basement. So it's not part of our everyday life anymore. And so that was kind of a technology detox. Um, so TV's essentially barely on and that feels really good. So sometimes it's the placement of things within our house so that things are out of access and we can do that with phones. We can do that with any sort of technology that we find ourselves over consuming and we want to scale that back so that was kind of a major one for me the other way with um social media or even phone detox that I really suggest is taking at least one day a week where you are like completely away from your phone Mm -hmm. absolutely like I am not reachable until this time and this time if it's totally an emergency they'll call Mm -hmm. But generally, people don't call, right? right? And so my invitation for all of you is to detox in that way from our devices for one day a week at least. And just be, be present, be fully in your body, around the people you love, or even just by yourself without technology um, going into your system. I love that you mentioned that because I'm actually planning to do a social media detox. What does that look like? Um, so it'll be Facebook specifically. Um, I feel like I have a lot of social platforms that I feel like I'm having to respond on. And just energetically, every time that I go onto Facebook, I feel depleted after. Mm-hmm. So it's time to let that go. So the other platforms that I operate on, so Instagram, for example, I don't get that feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel uplifted. I feel fine. I feel good. Um, but Facebook has gotten really, really heavy for me. And so it's time to let that go. And, awesome. and I resisted it at first. I was like, oh, well, what about business? And what about, and it was like, no, this is your intuition. This is the universe showing up and saying you need to let this go. Yes. Interestingly enough, so funny. I haven't even opened it yet, but a friend of mine texted me today and said I think you've been hacked and sent a screenshot of my Facebook I'm like message received universe (laughs) message received right so it was just like another indication of like you're done you're done here with this platform and it's time to let it go and so I'm excited for that awesome Um, But yeah, and so not being afraid, guys, to, I feel like there's this little bit of a fear of missing out that comes with social media where it's like, well, what if I don't know about that? Or what if I'm not in the loop? Or, you know, what if things are going on and I miss out? You're going to receive everything that is meant for you. Mm -hmm. And so if the universe, I think back to like certain conversations, she will literally dump things in your lap. She will (laughs) smack you in the face. She's whatever is meant for you will find you. (laughs) And so releasing that need to be on Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram and Telegram and Rumble and uh, like there's a trillion guys, honestly. Um, But starting to think about how do you feel when you're on that social media platform? Mm -hmm. That's the biggest was my biggest indicator was my energy just felt Mm-hmm. afterwards. And so I don't think we often think about how we feel after we have used our phone. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's something that start paying attention, even just like different platforms. And the other thing that I would say that 
I've started doing that has been a really incredible detox is just in the morning, I do not turn my, I don't look at my phone until after I've completed my, my stuff. So meditating, yoga, exercise, getting the kids off to school. And then it's almost like my phone is my working device, right? And it's not even just that it's, it's for your life too, but can all of those messages wait? They can. They can, right? And so instead of that being the first thing you look at in the morning, you actually delay that, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I was going to say, I'm the same with that. And for me, it's airplane mode. My phone oh, goes okay. in airplane mode at the at night. And um, yeah, I just, I find, yes, when it does go off. Because the reason why I think we resist it is like the overwhelm that happens when we do look and we see like, oh my goodness, I have all of this. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. and it's like the anxiety of like, oh my God, I have all these things to handle. Yes. But at least then you are primed and ready to go for that overwhelm. When that overwhelm smacks you in the face before you've primed or like set the stage, it is so much harder to deal with. When you enter your work day and you are now ready to receive that overwhelm you've primed you've set the stage and I think that we can handle it so much better absolutely and it sets your day up for success it does. in such a small but very powerful way isn't it crazy like I know you've really changed your whole morning routine which mm -hmm. I just like <laughs> so proud of you girl but it's crazy it's one of those things where I just want to like scream it from like the rooftop when you like master your mornings your day is so much yeah. better. It is so much better. And I know you You used to always say, like, well, you front load your day and I back load my, you back load yep. your day. But, like, I love that you've now been able to step into front loading your day on your own, like, self-care-y yes. kind of stuff. Yep. And seeing, like, oh, my God, I, you feel like your day is so much more fucking productive. Oh, my God. I look at, it's 9 o'clock, and I'm like, I've been up for four hours. How the hell is that even possible? Yes. Right? And it feels so good. And but. I'm doing things in the morning that I wouldn't do in the evening. Yes. Right? So that two hours at the front or the back end of your day my front end is so much more productive. I would not be meditating, doing yoga and exercising at 10 o'clock at night. No. You'd be feeling resistance in making the decision. Whereas in the morning, yes. you've slept. And yes, like the comfort of the pillow is like, oh yeah, that would be nice. But if you've got a good night's rest, you're excited about your day mm -hmm. and you know how good you're going to feel. Yes. You're just focused so on that feeling on the other side. 100%. And so I think if you're looking to detox another piece of your life, just releasing what times of day aren't serving you either. Yes. Right? Like, we, I would not have thought of that as a detox prior to this. But letting go, when I think of detoxing, it's really about letting go of what's not serving you. Mm -hmm. The relationships, the, the stuff in your house, mm -hmm. the the times of day that aren't serving you, the social media platforms that maybe got to go, right? As well as what you're consuming into your body. It's Anything that's toxic, right? It's yes. Detoxing is just getting rid of what is toxic and just identifying like that toxicity is getting into you if you don't create the strong boundaries that say, hey, you know what? No, you can't infiltrate toxins. I'm good. Yes. And you create those strong boundaries and strong routines. And I think it really can create like a magical life when you set yourself up for success with these practices. Absolutely. And so before we go, guys, I just want to 
the only, the last thing that kind of pops up is how detoxing shows up in Reiki, mm-hmm. right? It's like the energetic detox. It clears the brain, it clears the body, it can clear pain, fatigue, emotional stress, old baggage that we like to carry around that's not serving us. And I actually think of one of my clients, her name's Jen, she's fantastic, but she calls it, she literally calls it the enema. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just, I'm due for an energy enema, mm-hmm. right? Because it just like whoosh, clears it yes. in your system. Um, so guys, there's, we've talked about physically, mentally, your space. We've talked about how we can kind of overhaul a little bit of our space and our time. And so we will let you guys go with that, but we would love to hear how you're detoxing in your life. And if March is your detox month, for me, it is because I just feel like the change of season makes me yes. feel like it's time to clear, right? Totally. It's time it's to get out of warmer. Yeah. And like by the time, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like March is that transitionary period. And then when April comes, I'm just like, bam, bam, boom. Like I feel like April, May, June really feel like both in business and in just wanting to be outside more. It's nice to just have things cleared and be ready to move into the season with strength. So absolutely. All right, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Ciao. Bye.